Hey, you're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out about what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we experience different foods, the latest technology, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, discover the secrets of civilization, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Vasen Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of our world, all through the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. All right. So thanks so much for joining me today. Could you please introduce yourself and say a little bit about your book? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Nick Huntington Klein. I'm an economics professor at Seattle University, uh, and uh, I have a book coming out in December uh, called The Effect, uh, which is an introduction to causal inference and research design. So all about how you can uh, figure out causal things about the world, like what is what causes what, uh, without being able to run an experiment. Uh, and it's sort of a combination of a general interest book and a, and a textbook. And so we'll see how that works out. All right, great. So um, first question. What did this year's economics Nobel Prize winners like Joshua Angrist and uh, David Card do? Yeah, so uh, there were three uh, Nobel Prize winners this year: Joshua Angrist, David Card, Guido Imbens. Uh, and I've I've been waiting for them to win for a while. Uh, I've sort of been waiting for this one, expecting it, because uh, they they did a lot for the the field and for economics generally. So what they're most famous for doing uh, is they developed a lot of ways to disentangle cause and effect without having to run an experiment. So. You know, in the social sciences generally, in economics specifically, there are a lot of questions that we have about the world that are causal in nature, right? We want to know, you know, what causes what, right? If you, you know, raise taxes, what's that going to do to the economy? If you, uh, you know, increase unemployment insurance, what's that going to do to unemployment rates and and how long people wait to get a job? All these sorts of questions are, are causal, but you can't really run an experiment on, them, right? No country would let you randomly set the tax rate, for example, just to see what would happen, right? Where economists right, yeah. aren't, aren't that powerful. So you need to have some sort of way, if you want to answer these important questions, of being able to answer them with, with causal uh, with a causal interpretation, but without being able to run an experiment. And so in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, uh, these three were, were part of a group of, of, of economists who were developing methods that would make it uh, easier to get these causal effects. Uh, and so uh, to sort of give you an example, uh, to one, one paper, famous paper uh, that Joshua Angris looked at was, was trying to answer the question of, does being in the military improve your labor market outcomes later on, right? And, and you can imagine a couple different ways that this might play out, right? So you go into the military, is that going to make you earn more money later on? Uh, and you, know, you can think, well, okay, let's, let's use economic theory to think about this. And you sort of run into a problem because the, you can imagine it going either way. You could say, well... Okay, being in the military, that's, you know, you can get some great training, you can learn discipline, uh, all this sort of stuff that might make you a more valuable employee later on. So maybe being in the military will make you earn more money later on. Okay. But you might also theorize, well, okay, sure, all those things might be true, but also it's taking you away from private sector training. And, you know, if you're going to end up being a, a banker or something like that, that's whatever time you're spending in the military, you're not spending training to be a banker. And so maybe it will harm your labor market outcomes later on. So you don't just know off the basis which one of those two effects is going to win out. You have to have some sort of data in there uh, to to figure it out. So uh, what he did was he looked at the Vietnam uh, draft. 
And uh, he said, well, you know, in, in the draft, it's sort of like a randomized experiment a little bit in terms of who ends up serving in the military. Uh, the way that the draft worked during Vietnam is that everyone was assigned a draft number uh, on, based on your birthday, but sort of in a random order of birthdays. And so whether you served in the military or not was sort of luck of the draw. And using that and the fact that that sort of looks a lot like an experiment, he was able to say, uh, figure out based on sort of whether you randomly ended up in the military or not, uh, look at your earnings later on and say that this, this variation in earnings that we see uh, is going to be based on sort of a random experiment. Uh, even though no random experiment was actually run, right? He had no control over who got drafted or not. He wasn't sitting there actually randomizing people. It just sort of a random experiment that sort of happened in the world, a natural experiment. And he found that ended up, it ended up finding that Vietnam vets earned uh, less afterwards. So the 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 uh, income reducing effect won out over the income increasing effect. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the numerous and ever-increasing mysteries of our world. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.